This has been a year to remember for me and my family. There, there are really no words to describe what it's been like to watch Emery grow, develop, and just figure out life. And as I celebrate his birthday today, it's also a time of reflection for me to look back on my first 12 months as a father. And, you know, I just think the word that I keep coming back to is grateful. Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member of the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to changing diapers, to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson. And as always, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome to what we're going to call season two of this this podcast. I'm very excited about the conversation that I'm going to have this go around. And I hope you fathers that tune in and everyone else, uh, for that matter, who listens will find them beneficial to your lives. I want to just take a moment and thank everyone for their patience during this break from recording. Uh, it was a busy summer and early fall for us. And one of the many things I've learned uh, so far as a husband and now as a dad is that your calendar fills up out of nowhere. And life happens and that's, that's okay. And sometimes you just have to take some time for yourself and enjoy the moments. But things have finally calmed down a little bit. And the hope now is that I can get back on somewhat of a normal recording schedule. My goal for this podcast is to you know, drop episodes every other week this time, which will be a little bit of a change uh, for, for my regular listeners who are used to episodes every week. But with a baby now who, who is mobile, uh, I just want to make sure I'm giving him the full attention that he needs as, as well as Sharice and just to produce quality over, over quantity. So stay tuned. Today is November the 2nd, 2019, which means that Emery James Hudson is one year old. And I just want to let that breathe for a little bit. Um, a lot of people told me uh, while Sharice was pregnant that this, um, once he got here, the days were going to fly by, and, and they weren't lying. You know, I'm constantly looking at my phone and the thousands of pics I've taken of him, and every once in a while I'll come across something from, you know, like February or March of this year, and I'll, I'll remember it like it was yesterday. But here we are ready to celebrate 12 months of, of this ball of energy who has brought so much joy uh, to our family's lives. We'll be celebrating this afternoon with some family and friends, and we're really looking forward to that. Um, of course, he's not going to remember it, any of it, but it will be a celebration for me and Sharice for sure, and hopefully a good time of fellowship um, for all who will be in attendance. So I'm excited about that. You know, I want to talk for a little while today on what these last 12 months have been like, what they've meant to me, and how, how I've evolved um, from this time last year up up until now. But before I dive deep into, into me, you know, the entire stage of life I'm in right now begins and ends, you know, with Sharice and I have to acknowledge that she was a champ uh, carrying Emory and was a G during the birthing process, which I will, you know, touch on in a little bit, you know, but she is an outstanding mom to Emory. Um, and, you know, we are just eternally grateful um, for her. 
so 12 months ago today, you know, um, we were we were holding um, Emory James Hudson in Sibley Memorial Hospital in D.C., um, just trying to figure out what we had gotten ourselves into. Um, Sharice, you know, had, and we're thankful for this, she had a, a very smooth uh, pregnancy for the most part, no real issues. Um, all the appointments were, were in order. There was nothing that, that really put us... Um, or alerted us or, you know, caused us to worry at all. And, you know, from the moment we found out she was pregnant back in March of last year, um, all the way up until this birth, it was it was smooth sailing. Um, we we're just thankful. It was just amazing to watch what the, what the human body uh, can do. His original due date was November 7th, which was a Wednesday. And, you know, for me, as we got closer to the due date, we're getting to September, October. You know, I'm thinking, okay, what are, what are his parties going to be like? So I was rooting for Halloween. Actually, I was like, okay, if Emory comes on Halloween, that means his his birthday parties from entire his entire life are going to be lit. He can have like some costume parties, some cool Halloween parties, and that would really bode well for him. But you know. Halloween came in, came and went, and it was early uh, in the morning on November first when um, Sharice came into uh, the room where I was sleeping, and I, I had started sleeping in a guest room. Anyone, any any fellows who know what having a pregnant wife or significant other is like, they have that big pregnancy pillow which can take up uh, three quarters of a bed, and um, you know you're not getting. Uh, as good a sleep as you possibly can. I'll just leave it, put it that way. So I volunteered to to sleep in the guest room. So not just for me, but so she can get be as comfortable um, as possible as the months went on. But that morning she came in, and you know she had a feeling that something something wasn't right. And we prepared. We had the bags ready. Um, we had you know the doctor's numbers in, in programmed in our phone. So we we kind of started timing the contractions. Um, as we were instructed to do, and they just started getting closer and closer. So you're like, okay, let's make this happen. And this is about four or five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning ish. And one of the things that that I was most concerned about, out of all of the the health related issues that can come with a pregnancy, um, the the thing that that I was worried the most about was actually getting to the hospital. Because if you're familiar with with the D.C. area, um, Sibley is way, <clears throat> excuse me, way upper northwest D.C. And where we live in Suitland is basically right out, right over across the line, southeast D.C. So it is there's no shortcut to get from where we live to the hospital. And my, my biggest fear was for her to go into labor either in the morning during rush hour or after after work during rush hour. We'd just be stuck in traffic. And, you know, you know how you see it, see it on TV. And sure enough, we left uh, our house around 6 ish heading to the hospital. We are dead in um, traffic uh, in the morning. And, you know, she was having back labor. I do remember that vividly. And it was just stressful for me because I was just thinking the worst possible scenario. And I I had already made up in my mind of like, we can't make it. We're going to stop at GW, which is a hospital in D.C. But sure enough, we made it, thankfully. And things just stalled out once once we got to Sibley. You know, I was I had to call my parents. You know, she had called her mom and dad and said, "Hey, you know, this is happening." But once we got there, things just stalled out, and she ended up going being in, in labor for the entire day uh, on the first of November. 
and the doctors and everyone um, was great at Sibley. We, we couldn't have asked for a better experience um, there. So if you're in D.C., I definitely recommend their, their facilities to, to you. But it was just an amazing experience. And nothing about the experience I can say now, looking back on it, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, it was how I envisioned it. Because the only frame of reference I had for for uh, giving birth was what you see on TV. You see a bunch of people running around crazy in the hospital, a bunch of people just, it's like chaos, but it was nothing um, like that. You know, when it was time to to push, um, it was just myself, Sharice, and a nurse, you know, and people had asked me, a lot of the guys uh, who had been through this before had asked me, you know, are you going to watch? Are you going to watch uh, your your son being born? And for me, I, I was more just curious about what it was going to look like. You know, it wasn't anything where I was afraid of, but it was more so I was just, it was just fascinating to me, the whole process. So yeah, I did watch and, you know, watch first thing, <clears throat> excuse me, first thing I remember was seeing hair. And, you know, if, if for, for that to be the first experience of birth I've ever seen, it was it was just fascinating to me. And, you know, after a few pushes, she sure enough came out and, you know, I became a father at 344 a.m. On, on November 2nd, 2018. And as I said before, you know, just just seeing Sharice go through the birth and even going through the entire nine months of pregnancy, um, dealing with some of the the emotional um, ups and downs that, that, that come with uh, women being pregnant, dealing with some of the physical changes that that come with being pregnant, and just coming through it with no major side effects, no real health issues after the birth was just you know amazing. We we're just thankful um, that it was a, as smooth an experience as possible. So one of the things I also want to touch on is, you know, here 12 months later, you know, what have I learned about being a father? And, you know, the, the primary thing from from day one, from from 3.44 a.m. on November 2nd to now, your entire world revolves around this little person. You know, your schedule from from the moment you get up, everything revolves around you being responsible for this person. And you know that you that you have to adjust. I mean, it is it is the ultimate life adjustment. Whether you know you're you're a stay at home parent or whether you work full time and, and have a daycare or a sitter or someone who watches it. Everything you do, every decision you make, uh, financially to health insurance to whatever it is, revolves around uh, this person. And for us, it our world centers around Emory. You know, he, he can't talk. He we have to try to figure out, you know, what what he needs. You know, at the very beginning, he has to eat every X amount of hours. You know, you have to make sure he is he is getting the correct amount of uh, rest. You have to make sure, you know, he's changed. You have to make sure that, you know, he is not sleeping on his stomach too early. And, you know, there, there are certain things that I just was not aware of at the very beginning. You know, SIDS, I had no idea what that was, and that was very um, concerning for us. So we had him in a bassinet um, right next to our bed for the first, I don't know, six months or so of his life, and he was just right there because we were constantly keeping our eye on him, almost to the point of being over, overprotected, which is natural, you know, but we just wanted to make sure we were doing everything right, everything that we read, everything that we talked about, with our friends, with other people who who are parents, who are young young parents uh, in a game like us, so it, it was you. You learn very early that your life 
revolves around this person. Just the things you used to do, you have to cut those out. And there's no more staying out late. There's no more, you know, going going out and coming in one, two o'clock in the morning. There's no more just up. Oh, I need to go, you know, kick it, you know, with, with the fellas all day on Saturday. Golf, those golf rounds, the, those diminish. You know, you have to really be strategic because, you know, I can't leave, you know, Sharice here all day, especially early on with Emery because she needs her rest and I need to be, you know, a responsible dad. So those are some things that I've, I learned uh, very early in the game is that everything I do, all all of my decision-making revolves around, okay, how does this affect Emery? How does this affect Sharice? How does this affect my family uh, as a whole? And then there's patience. You know, I, I, I consider myself a patient person, but you know, being a father, your your patience goes to a whole nother level because you have this person again, like I said, who who is depending on you. And you go from, you know, just being you and your wife, you and significant other. Now this person's crying, there's noise, you're trying to figure out what those cries mean. You're trying to learn on the on the job, because it is ultimate learning on the job experience, because especially if you haven't done this before, it's your first time. You don't want to you want to make sure you're doing it right. You know, you you're trying to as a father and a husband, you know, be there for for your wife or your significant other. She she adjusts to being a new mom, you know, figuring out and learning how to breastfeed um, was a challenge at first for us. And just trying to make sure you're being patient with, with her was something that I had to get used to. And just dealing with the adjustments that she was going through as a new mom and all those things force you to be patient. I mean, it's, it's really no, you have no choice. Either you are going to be patient or, or you're not. And, you know, as Emery has gotten older in these, these, this year, um, as he's, you know, developed and as he's, you know, developed his own personality and figured out the world and figured out, you know, how to play and how to you know, scream and holler and, you know, figuring out what he does and does not like the waking up in the middle of the night from time to time, that, that tests your patience. So you, if you, as a dad, you have to be equipped to have that, that level of patience and it gets frustrating. It is definitely getting frustrating um, over these past twelve months from time to time. But what I've learned is that to be successful um, as a father, you have to pack a lot of patience. Another thing I've learned is that your your child is always watching you, and that really um, has shocked me because especially as Emery has, has gotten older, you know, once he you know, really figures out who you are, you know, really understands that, okay, this is a person who's going to look out for me. This is a person who's going to take care of me. You know, their eyes stay on you. And as a father to a son, that that hits me harder because I know I have to set an example for him as he grows up. Because I know everything I do, even the smallest of things that I may not even think He's noticing. He is. I'll look up. And his eyes are just glued to me, trying to figure out. Okay, what are, what are you doing? What does that mean? And I think one of the the most uh, <laughs> interesting things, and one one thing that stands out to me, is when I'm driving, when I'm picking him up from and taking him up from daycare, and I'm I'm in traffic on 495, or you know, we're we're in DC, you know, riding around, and you know, someone cuts me off, or someone's not merging. You know, I have a tendency to let them know about it. And I remember vividly one time where, you know, I just, someone was going slow in a merge lane. I'm trying to, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, lollygag coming on on 495 and I'm letting them know about it. And I look in my rearview mirror and he's looking right at me. 
So though, I mean, in, in that instance, I have to, you know, really check myself, you know, check how I talk, check how I conduct myself, check how I treat people, because everything I do, um, he's going to mimic, he's going to imitate, he's going to look at me and say, okay, this is how you do it, because I see daddy do it. And same thing with his mother. You know, but especially for me, I have to, as a father, as fathers, we have to be mindful of how we're conducting ourselves uh, in front of our children, because they have they are very attentive. And he is one of the things that I love about Emory is that he is very alert. He is very observant. And everything I do, you know, he has his eye on. If I pick up the remote, he wants to touch the remote. You know, if I go in another room, okay, he wants to know what's in there. And then even now at a year old, you know, when we get down, when we sit down to eat and I have my plate, he wants some of my food. You know, and that, that just goes to show me that I have to be mindful of everything that I'm doing around him. Um, because he is definitely watching. And I touched on this earlier, you know, another thing, key thing I've learned is that, you know, I learned a lot about women and what they go through during pregnancy. You know, not even uh, necessarily only about the physical, but the mental aspect of, of it as well. And I want you to, to go back a few episodes and listen to um, my episode on post, postpartum depression with Dr. Jewel Daking. You know, the emotional roller coaster, you know, that, that women go through, you're not prepared for it. And I know there are times and still times that, you know, Sharice will will be overwhelmed, so to speak, or going through something, going through just the day-to-day things that moms of newborns and, you know, toddlers go through that I was not really ready to deal with because I didn't know, okay, where is this coming from? But I really had to listen and educate myself on that so I can be equipped to be what I'm supposed to be, um, not only as a father to Emery, but as a as a partner and a husband to Sharice. But, you know, it is it has been and still continues to be everything, you know, I hoped and dreamed about. You know, now that Emory is one, he he's developing his personality. You know, he, he has the best smile. You know, I'm being biased, obviously, because he's our son. Best smile, best giggle, um, you know, trying to walk a little bit, but can't really get the balance going. But it is just, you know, we are very fortunate and blessed and very thankful to have a village of friends and family who have been very helpful in this process um, to date. And we're very thankful for them. And he's fortunate that he has some kids around his age um, that he's able to grow up with. And, you know, seeing other parents go through some of the th- same things that we're going through, you know, lets us know that we're not alone. You know, even people, you know, that have never met, you know, who I, I know, quote unquote, through social media who have kids. It has been just a, a cool experience to watch them go through some of those things. Um, that 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 we're going through and just understanding that you know you know we are all trying to raise good productive uh, members of society and we're very thankful for his daycare you know we found a very a, a really good daycare early on and you know shout out to them who have been amazing in keeping uh emory every day and you know when we drop him off you know we have a good system on pick up and drop off dates um to to know that when we leave them uh, and leave him, excuse me, in, in the mornings and pick him up. He is in good hands, and we are very thankful for that. So one of the things I want to you know, switch to is what has surprised me about parenthood so far. And I think one of the things that really has surprised me is that how I've been able to adjust to not getting as much sleep uh, as I used to. And now I, let me you know, preface that by I, I can take naps at a drop of a diamond. And, and I think at times that frustrates Sharice because she is not a napper. And I can go on the couch for 30 minutes and wake up and be fresh. 
but to to live off of five or six hours, it's become the norm. You know, I tell people, I tell, I told some friends the other day who were expecting them, like you will get used to it every once in a while. Um, you will get used to not getting as much sleep, and your body will adjust. And you know, you have to, you know, live off that. Now I, I, I stand by that. Another thing that has surprised me, you know, I started talking about this before or on a previous podcast is how I get used to the nasty things like throwing up, spinning up, you know, cleaning up, clean his, his nose, you know, clean his dirty diaper. And I had never changed a diaper. And I mentioned this several times on the podcast. I never changed a diaper before um, Emery was born. And to just get used to, you know, him having a stinky, stinky is something I never, you know, 10 years ago, would you told me that, you know, I would change a diaper would be the norm for me? Nah, wouldn't have thought it. But those are the things that, you know, you get used to as a father. You see the hollering. You get used to just him, you know, when he gets when he gets ready for bed, when you know he's getting tired, the, the screaming, um, when he's screaming for for Sharice to nurse him, you, you just get used to those things. And all that comes with time and repetition because it doesn't happen early on. But from from day one to 12 months, those screams and hollers get louder and louder by the day. And you just have to learn to tune them out. And that's what I've learned so far. Is it frustrating at times? Absolutely. But, you know, it's one of those things where you, it comes with, with being a dad. And you have to deal with it. And, and it's important to stick to a schedule. One of the things I really uh, harp on and I really encourage all, all of your fathers out there to do is, is, is take care of your health, especially for, for those of us who had kids a little older, the, the over 35 crew like myself. You know, it is important to maximize our health, to, to be, be intentional in getting those workouts and eating correctly because we want to be able to be there for our kids. And in black men especially, we have to be mindful of what we're eating you know, how much we're drinking. You know, if you're smoking, you know. We want to not only set a good examples for our kids in terms of health and health and wellness, we want to be around for them when they're 15, 16 years old. There are too many stories I read and hear about about young men uh, in their 30s and 40s having health problems. It could be easily prevented if we be proactive in dealing with our health. So even as as hard as it is sometimes to get up in the morning at five o'clock to go to the gym before everyone wakes up at, at the house and get a little bit of workout in, even if it's 30, 45 minutes, do something to maintain uh, that activity in your body and to to promote health and wellness, uh, not only for yourself, um, but but set an example, because going back to what I said about them watching everything, um, they're definitely watching that and you should be. Uh, proactive in, in getting those workouts in as much as possible within reason. And I will say one of the things uh, that is that that comes with being a dad is that people are very aware of what's going on. I was able to go to a homecoming down in Hampton um, last week, and it was a beautiful experience, a great time. Didn't take Emory this time. We'll take him next year, hopefully. Um, but people are aware of what's going on, even if they don't you know, like your pictures or comment. You know, that was really cool to have a lot of people Come up and ask about Emory, you know, compliment, you know, me on being a quote unquote good dad. And, you know, you don't do that. You don't post it for those type of um, reactions. But it's good to 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 know that people see that I'm trying to, to be a, a good father, which is what I'm trying to do. And, and the, the men who are in my circle, all of us are trying to be good dads. And um, it, it's good to to have that community in the online space of, of men who are. Um, committed to the cause of being a good father and setting good examples for our for our kids. So I'm very appreciative of of this new role uh, in my life.
And I'm thankful for grandparents. I'm thankful for, you know, people who have who have volunteered to watch Emory uh, over the past year. Um, as as Sharice and I have gone on vacation, we've gone on date nights and we've tried to just, you know, do things uh, to maintain some sense of normalcy. And a lot of people have said, you know, you got sick Emory everywhere. Like, yep, so sometimes you just can't find a babysitter. Sometimes you need to pack him in that, up in that stroller and he'll sit at the table and eat dinner with us. He'll go to sleep. He'll play. You know, he'll bang on the table. But that, that's the life of a parent. You know, your world continues and your life should continue once you have that kid. And I encourage everyone to do that. Life does not stop once the baby comes. Life continues. Uh, and as dads, I think we have to be proactive in planning things for the family, planning things for your wife and significant other. Um, don't let the baby stop you from doing that because we definitely haven't. And um, image going to be out. You know, he's going to be out. He's if, you know, if we can't find someone to watch him, uh, he's going to be out with us. Uh, We're going to expose him to as much as possible. And that's going to be that. But but as I reflect on on the past 12 months, one, it has flown by. You know, I remember being in a hospital, looking at him lying, lying there, swaddled up, um, just thinking about all the things, you know, I wanted us to experience together as father and son. And here we are a year later, you know, experience some of those things that, that I wanted to experience early on, you know, playing on the couch, you know, resting a little bit, me tossing him up and down. Um, so this year ha- has been an amazing experience to me. I feel like I've grown as a man. Um, my patience has, has increased. You know, I've learned to not let some of the small things get to me because, you know, sometimes babies can be frustrating. But you have to understand that they're little people. They don't understand. They don't know right from wrong yet. And that's where you come in and have to teach them those things. So you taught me how not to sweat those this little stuff. And that carries over not only when I'm at home, uh, but when I'm at work. You know, he's taught me how to, you know, be intentional about um, expressing myself to, you know, Sharice and my friends because I have been more affectionate with him than I ever thought I would be you know, hugging and giving him kisses and just letting him know. I want him to not have any doubt that, that we love him unconditionally. And I think, as I said, you know, as as we prepare to to have a party later, um, and I, know, I hope I'm not rambling too much for you guys. Thank you for your patience. Um, I'm just very reflective today. I'm just very appreciative of the blessings of, of this past year. Um, everything we've experienced from going to the beach, you know, for the first time to traveling up and down the road to going to different events, even to the, just, you know, the, the, the evenings um, after daycare, we're just kind of playing and playing with blocks and playing with balls and just trying to figure out what his, you know, his words mean and what he's trying to say. The thing really that I would love to know is what is he thinking? If there's a little thought bubble up, up top of his head, like, what do you really think, Emery? And I can't wait till he gets to the point um, where he can actually express himself and tell us what's on his mind. And I'm just looking forward to a lot of those things and come. And I know the next 12 months are going to be as good, if not better, than these previous 12 months. But I'm just grateful. I'm just thankful. I'm looking forward to sharing more of, of my story of, of being a father with you guys. I'm looking forward to having dads on uh, this season to, to share their experiences with me. So I hope you continue to tune in. Um, as always, you can find the Fatherhood Podcast on Instagram at the Fatherhood Podcast. You can like the Fatherhood Podcast uh, page on Facebook. Uh, you can find this podcast on all major, major streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. 
um, and just hit me up if you have any you know ideas for shows if you know someone who would be interested in coming on um, I, I'm open to, to ideas and I'm hoping to con- I'm hoping to connect with as many dads as possible this season so I really appreciate you allowing me to just reflect today um, and just kind of talk to you about what I'm feeling and what I've experienced uh, as a dad so far and thank you for your continued support this is Jamar Hudson and this is the fatherhood.